Welcome back hey. to The Sniffer, season 400. <laughs> I know. It's 12. Yeah, I think this is season 13. Lucky 13. Lucky Woo-hoo. Yeah. That's my birthday. It's the 13th. You're 13? Yeah. <laughs> a very long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I found the city coming over here, and I've been noticing it lately. The city seems so busy these days. Like the streets are full, the sidewalks are crowded. I want all those people to leave. <laughs> Do you like it? Like Toronto is not the same city anymore. Uh, it is pretty busy. I thought it was just the, the film festival, which was kind of getting on my nerves. It's good. The city's lively. It's busy. Hmm. So we have sort of accidentally stuff that's kind of related to each other. Yeah. And I'm first. You are. Your story is great. It's Mine kind of short. <laughs> it's a cool thing, partly that's um, just a super, super interesting job this guy has. It's a profile and technology review of this guy named Douglas Eck. He uh, works on artificial intelligence in, and music uh, at Google Brain, this part called Magento, which is focused on creativity. It's just this interview where he's talking about some of the potential and problems with music and why AI finds it difficult to tell jokes, jokes and things yeah, like that, that and various funny. things like that. It's super worth a read. I'm going to focus on the music stuff, and the, I yeah. want to start by playing a little sample of one of the pieces of music, okay? Okay. Now, would you have thought that was written by an AI? Nope. You know yeah. what it reminded me of? What? Bach. I thought it reminded me of Bach, too, yeah. And the Goldberg variations. Yeah. That's what I immediately went to that. He makes the point that in some ways it's not only composing the piece, it's, it's performing it in the sense that it's de- deciding how loud to make things, how quickly to go, that kind of thing. So it's impressive, but also kind of like, holy crap. <laughs> What it reminded me of is something Wagner once said, that music goes, it circumvents, like real music, mm-hmm. c- circumvents the brain and goes straight to the soul. Oh, interesting. Yes. So and does that mean that the AI has a soul? soul. Ah. I know. I was so relieved that they didn't get jokes. You know, maybe <laughs> yeah, that's the that's thing that right. is the yeah. most essentially human about us. But when I listened to that, I was really impressed. I was too, but it's funny. I had a different reaction, which was that I thought you can kind of hear the relationship between music and math there, which, of course, they are really related yeah. there. But yeah. there's something about that that really reminded me of it. And it's funny because we've done a bunch of stuff on Spark about AI writing poetry, AI writing rap lyrics, AI writing music and stuff. And I don't, for some reason, I find the intersection of AI and art to be disturbing. And I don't really know why. Like, it doesn't really bother me that much with some other cognitive functions, but there's something, I guess it is that music It's our soul. In the soul. I guess that's what it is that really... Although, if they've got the, you know, if they have um, the AI listening to all different kinds of classical music, like, remember we were talking about how they were reading all the books Mm -hmm. to sort of, you know, get a handle on language? Right. Maybe they heard... The AI heard so much classical music that it copies it. That is sort of the way that that kind of learning happens, right? It's exposing whether it's 
That's you know, like books or facts and figures or whatever. It's it's learning from observing patterns in huge amounts of data, whether that's pieces of music or whatever it is, right? So, and actually they ask him about that, about like, can it ever do anything really new? And he makes this argument, you know, well, probably not, but most of human music is not about making something like radically new. And he has this really What about Elvis? <laughs> no, but he makes this really interesting argument that what if we could create an AI that learns from feedback, like in the, in the way that an artist learns from feedback, you know, from feedback from the community, right? The Beach Boys do pet sounds and everyone goes, wow, this is something we've never really heard before. And, you know, you learn based on the feedback from the audience what your hit song is or whatever. And he's yeah. thinking, like, what if you could simulate that kind of idea that we don't just invent things or think up things in isolation, we do it in community. So he's thinking of this idea of like, what if you could simulate the idea of being in an artistic community with an AI, which is super interesting and freaky. Everything is about feedback. Yes. Everything is about data. But if you think about, I was thinking about this for something I'm what, writing what actually. What is data other than feedback? Yeah, and if you think about how much our world of the devices around us is starting to be about that constant feedback. Like even when you look at your phone and it tells you how strong the Wi-Fi is by the bars or how much uh, battery you have left, it's yeah. this constantly refreshed feedback to you of exactly what's happening in the world around you, which I find quite interesting. Wow, computers working with musicians. But that would be an interesting, like, is to think about what kind of a collaborative relationship you could have with a music writing AI. Like, is there a way to work together thinking about it as a, as a duet, as like a shared compositional writing. Yeah. I don't know what oh. that would look like, but that would be interesting. But if they take over... When? Well, yeah. <laughs> when? Yeah, but if they take over creative, mm-hmm. the only thing that is good, and I said this before, is the one thing was humor. Mm-hmm. You can't get humor. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is the one thing that is the best thing about human beings and the most unique thing I wonder if there are any other animals that make jokes, like I think practical dolphins. jokes or whatever. I dolphins think, laugh. Yeah. yeah. I think we should, yeah, maybe I'll go look that. I won't do it right now, but I'll look that up. Hmm. But they seem happy. <laughs> I'd they be happy if I got flipper, to be in the water flipper. all day. <laughs> if I could jump up like that. <laughs> well, I would be happy if I only had to work 16 hours a week. Yeah, this is actually a very, quite a fast story. There is this guy who I've never heard of before. Have you? Jack Ma? Yeah, he is the head of Alibaba. Alibaba. Tell me about Alibaba. Alibaba is like this giant Chinese... It's a huge, powerful company. Oh, well, I haven't purchased anything from Alibaba. <laughs> well, anyway, this guy, he's the billionaire businessman and chairman of the Alibaba Group. He feels that by 2047, people will be enjoying a lot more leisure time. In fact, he predicts 16 hours a week mm-hmm. is all we'll be working. Mm-hmm. What are we going to be doing? I feel differently about that. I, I mean, if that were to be the case, I'm, I'm not sure that I agree with him, but if that were to be the case, I would be very happy working 16 hours What would you do with the rest of your time? I garden. Get depressed. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I think like, I am a person who needs a certain amount of structure. Like that's why I imagine 
going on and continuing to work after I could potentially retire. Yeah. You know, it's not CBC, but you know, somewhere. Yeah. Because we'll I probably do need to still certain... be doing that. <laughs> yes, that's right. Hi, welcome <laughs> to the Sniffer. I'm Kathy. I've lost my sense of smell, yeah. but it's still called the Sniffer. And I'm uh, asleep <laughs> right now, but she'll wake up pretty soon. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm crazy enough that I need some structure in my life, I yeah. think. But if you had a three-day week, weekend, and then you were working four hours a day, that's like a half a day. That's plenty. Yeah. Job of the hut. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you'd have more time to go like running and exercising. You know, the, the first thing that the guy who wrote the article, though, is, is that he said it'll never work because of capitalism. Mm -hmm. Capitalism will not allow to have happy, not working employees. Right, and in the sense that his argument is that you, like, you'd have to raise wages, right? So, yes. so people could afford to work 16 hours a week, and his point is that that's not going to happen. The American worker today is roughly 25% more productive than they were in 2000. Mm -hmm. But inflation-adjusted wages haven't budged. So right. it's all about the man. Funny yeah. they had a picture of Jack Ma with Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. Did the middle that? is really hollowing out, right? I mean, it's, this isn't a novel observation, but the middle class is really hollowing out. We, we actually did a thing a while ago on um, Spark where we were talking about, it was kind of a counter exam, counter argument, like why it's not really about automation. It's his, this guy's argument. I'll find it and put up a link on the uh, show notes. But he was making an argument, you know, everyone talks about automation taking people's jobs, but if you really look at it, if people are expensive and you can do things cheaper with automation, then you will. But as long as there's so much downward pressure on wages, there's less automation. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. Do you think we could actually be in that situation of, like, for good or for, for ill, 16 hours a, a week? No. From all the robots that I've seen and the competitions and things that I've gone to, what they're capable of doing, at least in the manufacturing level, mm -hmm. I could definitely see people having no jobs. Yeah. And we have done pieces here on them delivering pizzas and doing everything else. Mm -hmm. So it's that fellow is quite correct. If it's going to be a heck of a lot cheaper to hire people as slaves than to develop an automated workforce, why would they do it? Yeah, well, this is what we're starting to have these serious conversations about is, is there the social and political will to say, okay, we have to have a basic minimum income for everybody? Or do we say everyone has a job that they can do 16 hours a week that they'll get a sufficient amount of money that they'll be okay with, right? But it's I about the political will. I think we tried that before. Will. I think it was called communism. <laughs> <laughs> All right, check out the links on your phone or visit us at uh, the website, thesniffer.net. Yeah. yeah, and let us know if you think 16-hour work weeks yeah. are possible or will they just create a bunch of indolent job of the huts? <laughs> what would you do with your time? Let us know, okay. thesniffer.net. Bye. Bye.